0: Writer said it is capable of hearing sound frequencies up to three hundred kilohertz. In comparison, it blows away our piddly human ability. At best, humans can hear up to about twenty kilohertz. The moth, the annoying worthless, good-for-nothing moth has hearing sensors up to 300 kilohertz, 15 times the average human sense. Researchers suspect and say that the moth's extraordinary sense of hearing is largely used to outwit its main predators, the bat. According to another survey study concerning scent receptors, the bear has the best sense of smell of all terrestrial animals or mammals. Listen to this. Black bears have been observed to travel 18 miles in a straight line to a single food source. While grizzlies, he says, can find an elk carcass completely submerged underwater, polar bears can smell a seal through three feet of ice. We're going to talk today about your keenest sense. We see, we hear, we touch, we taste, we smell. Your keenest sense. Put it on, is that what you're saying? Trying out a new microphone here. Your keenest sense. What is yours today? I'm reading my text from Acts, the 16th chapter. And it came to pass as we went to prayer. Certain damsel, possessed with the spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. This did she many days. Most people whose senses are about as alert as a block of wood would think, yeah, man, she'd be a welcome part of the congregation. Every day she looked at Paul and Luke and John and said, these men are the servants of the Most High God. They show unto us the way of salvation. What's wrong with that? Many days, Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. And they brought them to the magistrate saying, These men! being Jews, do exceedingly (coughs) trouble our city. They teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against Paul and Silas, Some of us quit our jobs when one person suddenly decides they don't like us on the crew. And the multitude gathered together against Paul and Silas. The magistrates tore their clothes the signed a blasphemy in their opinion and commanded to beat them. I'm going to talk today about your keenest sense meaning your most alert sense. What was it Paul saw that the others did not hear? Pray with me. In the name of the Lord, we trust and praise you, God, today. Have your way, strengthen our hand, encourage our heart, renew our mind. Let us speak, God, according to the guiding of the Spirit of the Lord, not our own way, not our own desire. God, we give you all the glory and all the praise in the name of Jesus. You may be seated, our keenest sense. I'm sure most of you have said things like this. If you've been in Alaska very long, if you look at a white-tailed deer in the south or a black-tailed deer in the north, you think they just seem very majestic, they're light of foot, They're, they're agile, they're athletic. And then you see a big, clumsy-looking moose in the woods. And at least I've said this, if you have not, they're so ugly, they're pretty. And I'm getting old. That's no joke, no, no surprise to anybody, but I was driving to Wasilla the other morning, and there was this log jam of traffic around Kepler Lake, and I and, uh, finally got up there to what was going on, and this... Little cow moose had been hit. She was laying in the road, and she was trying to get up, and my heart just was bleeding. I was—I mean, I'm, I, I'm no tree hugger. You hear I love to hunt, but I was crying in that car, praying, God, relieve her of her pain right now. For people that don't think animals feel pain, you're kidding yourself, all right? You're kidding yourself. But that big nose leaves us no element of question which of the senses is the greatest if you've ever i I know you have and I don't I'm not trying to insult your intelligence here but I'm I'm just thinking out loud if you've if you've been in the deep you know confines of of boondocks and you've been moose hunting or maybe you're just bird hunting or something like that and you you turn around, or you step over a log, or something like that, and there's this moose standing there looking at you. You just caught sight of it, but he's been, he or she's been standing there just staring you down like, what are you doing in my area? Makes me wonder about their eyesight. I know it's keen. They have large eyeballs. That's a great sense to them. Their ears are amazing. You can turn those things, Brother Larry, in all sort of crazy directions to hear. That nose, they can smell very well. What's your keenest sense today? I'm not sure that God wants us to have one sharpened over the other, but sometimes people claim to have better eyesight than they do hearing. Science says, believe it or not, I'm not arguing with you, but science says, that the human being, for the most part, greatest sense is their sense of taste. I don't know if it's true, but I've read data and so have you that says we couldn't tell if you blindfolded us, and I think, what, do you have to hold your nose or something, and they gave you a bite out of a raw apple or a raw onion. You've heard that, right? I have yet to believe that. I mean... So they say, Paul, the Bible said, in verse 16, is just preaching. He's preaching, not just, but he's expounding the Word of God. Every day he's praying and preaching. Preaching and praying. And the Bible said, in your hearing, there's a certain young woman who was possessed with a spirit Divination. She was a fortune teller. The Bible in some places called them soothsayers. She predicted for profit. The Latin Vulgate was for 1,200 years the go-to authority on Scripture before the King James Version. It's reliable. It's absolutely red hot concerning validity. The Latin Vulgate. The Latin Vulgate does not say the spirit of divination. It says the spirit of Python. I wish I had that right now. That big toy. Spirit of Python. What was it Paul saw or sensed that you didn't or I didn't? Man, we'd have put her in the choir. She promotes the man of God. Put her in the choir. Put her in leadership. He's the servant of the Most High God. Shows us the way of salvation. And Paul was uneasy. Paul was annoyed and troubled. There was something in the sense world occurring in Paul that wasn't going on in anybody else. She made money. She was on somebody's payroll. The Jews translate Spirit of Python as an unclean spirit or a familiar spirit. In the King James, especially in the New Testament and in the church today, we just call it magic or witchcraft. I know I don't have to preach on that, right? But, I mean, it goes without saying. Witchcraft is as anti-God as hell is from heaven. Can you hear me in the back? Don't get me wrong. If I'm walking through a mall and some dude's, you know, pulling the rabbit out of his sleeve, I don't freak out and start calling on the name of Jesus, all right? But this type of magic is not the type of magic that pretends to saw the pretty lady in half and the box comes open and she's well. This is spiritual magic. This is magic that calls on the powers of another world, a very real world. And yet, the church and no doubt leadership, maybe even the pastor were totally taken aback by the fact that what she was saying was not what she meant. She followed Paul around as he was preaching, and particularly on this day to the prayer meeting. And all she said was, man of God. you Preachers in in the house or teachers in the house. I know people mean well, and their gestures are taken well when they pat you on the back and tell you how good of a job you did, but you're crazy if you let it go to your head. It's a trick of the devil to let it go to your head. Because the minute you think it's just your skill set or your study life that's doing it, watch out next time. I. I prophesy next time, sir, you'll get up here and fall flat on your face. They show us the way of salvation. That man right there. That was her job. It's almost discouraging sometimes how the devil knows where the praying people are. But Brother Pile, the Latin Vulgate, did not say a spirit of divination. It said the spirit of Python. Let's talk about that. This does matter, although I'm sidestepping for a moment. And I don't know this. I'm not getting up here acting like I know this previously, but I can read like you can. 41 different species in the python family. Ranging anywhere as mature adult, reptiles, critters, from 24 inches to almost 30 feet. They weigh from 25 ounces to in excess of 250 pounds. I wish he would preach about something else. Oh, but pastor, they're non-venomous. Yeah, that's true. But they literally suck life by constriction out of anything they surround. One writer said, and I believe it to be true, that their element of capture is always surprise. A lot of things that they consume as prey can outrun them. But they have an element of surprise about their attitude and conduct. They want to stay concealed, hidden. They, don't want to be, they obviously don't want to be known. Those deer can outrun them. And surprise, and as the writer said, quote-unquote, ambush, is a well-known word in the dictionary of the python species. Ambush. I wondered, I thought, I mean, is anything in nature prey on these critters? Is anything at all in God's nature prey on them? Believe it or not, black bears do. There's black bears down in those bayous of Louisiana and Everglades of Florida. My my friend, whose dad was living in Florida five, six years ago, sent me a picture of a black bear. I said, That's a black bear? We've got labs in Alaska bigger than that. Even I won't shoot that. Cougars, crocodiles, gators. But obviously, Brother Stacy, Paul was seeing deeper than most were. Most heard something, and I'm not trying to be little or, or sling mud, but most of them heard the lady boasting seemingly on Paul's ministry and had no issue with it whatsoever. But Paul was grieved, the Bible said. Verse 18, he was grieved. The word means annoyed. Paul was annoyed at everywhere he went. These men are the servants of the Most High God. They're showing us the way of salvation. Come on, preacher. Most of us would go... Oh, we wouldn't do it outwardly, but inside we're thinking that. God, can you imagine sometimes the things going on in the spiritual world that, that, that we're clueless to at times? I'm not saying behind every bush there's a demonic impression. I know better than that. Life is just life sometimes. But Paul was grieved. He was annoyed with this whole thing he turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And the Bible said he came out the same hour. Hmm. What was she doing? Brother Ken, she was constricting life out of his work, his revival, his people, his followers. Paul identified it, spirit of Python. It works by the element of surprise, ambush. It doesn't walk up with a sign, I'm a devil, beware of me. It slithers its way around. It works its way through. And the prey is seemingly unaware, too often unaware, at least. Just trying to live. Brother Carlos is trying to live. That calmoose just trying to live. If anybody thinks that the devil has any element of compassion or mercy for humankind, you're you're greatly mistaken. His game is to kill, to steal. And to destroy. I want to ask you a question tonight, today. What things appear harmless in your life? Hmm? What things just that you look at them and go, oh, that doesn't harm me at all. I can look at that, I can participate with that. It's harmless. Those people, those people, I got I've got my Man walls up and I don't let their negativity get inside my head, then why you keep going around them? I got a feeling they may be in your head already and you just don't know it. Spiritual things are not flesh and blood things. You can't see spiritual things with your natural eye. And please, I'm not trying not to license anybody to be hocus pocus, all right? But I i I believe that sometimes Sometimes people entertain things they should not be entertaining. And life is being squeezed right out of your relationship with God. All in the name of its innocent Truth of the matter, some of you in your heart and in your head used to be front row dwellers. You used to be excited about church. you didn't have to be cheer led into reading Psalm chapter 1 every day you were on fire for God and now you got your mind on things like pornography and, and, and working overtime and missing church and making money and building kingdoms and doing this what's, ha- what's happening don't even realize it citizen. No harm. There's nothing in the Bible about that. I want to know why we can't feel God. I want to know why we can't feel the Holy Ghost. Why we're looking for church to hurry up and get over. In your heart, you used to be on fire for God. What's happening? Slithering. going to get real quiet in here right now, but I'm just going to turn your wagon of religion upside down right here, all right? I think one of the most dangerous things that preachers are going to have to give account for, and Christians as well, but preachers especially, one of the most dangerous things preachers are guilty of saying is that God's love is absolutely, undeniably, unconditional. That is a lie. Oh. You know what that does to people who hear preachers say that kind of thing? It tells them, okay, in my relationship with God, then there are no conditions. I don't have to repent. I don't have to be born again because God's lo- God loves me just like I am. I can do anything. I can be a pervert. I can be a thief. I can be a liar. There are no conditions on God's love for me. That, my friends, somebody's going to have to give account to God for that lie one day. The Bible said, the Bible said God hates workers of iniquity. That's Psalm 5, verse 5, by the way. Bible said God is angry with the wicked. Psalm 7 verse 11, by the way. God's love is certainly far-reaching. For God so loved that He gave. Why do we misinterpret that? That doesn't mean He licensed you to do anything you want to do. That just meant He loved fallen man so much that He got off the throne, put Himself in a human body... And went to Calvary. That's love right there, brother. Hey, a French poet by the name of Baudelaire said this. Baudelaire said this. The greatest trick the devil has ever pulled off on mankind is convincing them he's not even real. God loves me, love the sinner, hate the sin. You know what the end of that equation is or that quotient is going to be, though? Do what you want with this, but I'm just telling you how I feel that I love you. But God's not going to send a bottle of Budweiser to hell. He's not going to send a a lust-filled dream to hell. He's sending people to hell. See, Sister Kristen, they wish your dad was here preaching now. You don't know this, but I haven't preached for four Sundays. And so now a lot of these people are thinking, I wish he wasn't preaching today. God's love is great. And God's love is, should I say, faithful. Meaning it rains on the just and the unjust. God doesn't abuse or mistreat anybody you are kidding yourself if you swallow the lie that God's love is absolutely unconditional. Meaning that I can live in rebellion to God and it doesn't affect His profound love for me. Jesus said, except you repent, you'll all likewise perish. Jesus said, except a man is born again of water and spirit. He's not going into the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. Those are conditions. So go ahead and shake your head about it. I don't need that Holy Ghost stuff. That's just a Pentecostal way. No, that's a Bible condition. That is a Bible condition. You must be born of water and spirit. So when people tell you, it don't matter how I live, they're lying to you. They may, they may mean well, but somewhere they believe the lie, Brother Larry. You want a stronger scripture before I move on here. I... I um The Bible says in Leviticus twenty twenty three that God abhors. That's King James language, abhors, A-B-H-O-R-S. The effect the world has on his people. He, you know what that word abhor means? Abhors, there, there, right there, it means he detests it. You know, the only thing God, in my scriptural observation, detest more than people who are openly rebellious against God. You know, the only thing in my opinion that's more vile in the Scripture? Self-righteous people. People that say, yeah, that's what I thought. You wretch God hates you. Well, guess what? You just qualified yourself. I'm just telling you this because I love you today. God's, you can't explain the love of God. It, it's so far out reaches anything in our imagination. But it is not a license to believe there are no conditions attached to our walk with God. And so when God said, you must, he wasn't saying, it's open for debate. What's your opinion on this? What's your take on this? Well, something for you to think about. This is what they do. They take the air right out, the life right away. We get our eyes, Brother Carlson, on things. What's the, what's the harm in doing this? Really, there's probably nothing. In a lot of things, there's no harm. But it might, after a while, show a negative effect in your walk with God over here. I'm not saying everything. I mean, you have to live inside the church and become monks. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that there are some things we have to weigh. Is this, is this doing my walk with God any good at all? Everybody needs a recreation. Nothing wrong with recreation whatsoever. As long as you don't have to dress, undress, dress ungodly, skip church for it. Paul was grieved. He was annoyed. She was constricting life out of the very revival that he was trying to stir up. What is it? Is it something about a relationship that's constricting life in me? Something about my work, my profession, my career, my ideals, my hobbies, my recreations? Maybe not. I'm not saying that there has to be. But to know what I'm talking about, you have to be able to see beyond the surface. You have to have some sort of a sense moving here that keeps you out of the element of, ah, oh, it's all good. Listen to her. So the Bible said, verse 19, that her masters or her employers are upset. i beat a dead horse right here, okay? Never mind that this spiritually bound woman has been set free. Now, you'd think there'd be reason for the whole city to celebrate. Now they're upset. Don't raise your hand, but I've heard a lot of your stories where you came in, you got off drugs, you got out of the alcohol rehab center, God healed your body, God got you off that bed of affliction, your sins were washed away in Jesus' name, baptism you got the Holy Ghost, you're living an overcoming life, and now your greatest oppressor is your family. Question everything you do. What is it, what's so great about that? And, and if you sit there and listen to that nonsense very long, you think, well, they're not really damaging me. Spirit of python, Sister Amber. It doesn't feel sorry for its prayer victims. It has One thing in mind, consume it. And then look for the next. And we try to keep peace in the house sometime and appease the wife, appease the husband, appease the teenagers in the house. Yeah, we can skip Wednesday night. Anyway, and Paul cast the spirit out of her, and they upset. They're not upset now because all of a sudden she dresses different. She's singing different music and songs now. She throws her worldly music in the garbage. They're not upset because of that. They're not upset because of the way she combs her hair or what kind of shoes she wears. They're, they're upset because it's affected right here. Yeah. Come on. Come on. She was a pawn of hell and of her employers. She's been bound but set free but now their P&L is in the red. Did you catch that? Sometimes mankind will willingly invite the spirit of Python into his life if it can help him get ahead. Didn't say it was imposed upon her. Didn't say it will be imposed upon you. They invite it! Yeah, Paul said, 1 Timothy 6.10, that the love of money is the root of all evil. What's wrong with what she's saying? These are men of God. Matthew Henry said this, quote, Brother Anthony, you'll like this. I think you will. Matthew Henry said concerning her comments about Paul's effective ministry. He said, truth is magnified often by the confession of your own adversaries. Unquote. I mean, after all, It's good, right? Cast out the spirit. They're upset. Funny thing is you never see a report of her after this. She's mentioned in passing before this story ever ends. But you don't hear anything about it after that. Where are you today on that? wheel. Hmm? What things has God been talking to you about that, that others may look at and go, that's just kind of innocent. doesn't really damage anything. But, but for some reason, God sees you tomorrow. Not for some reason, but obviously. God sees you tomorrow. He doesn't see our excusing things away today. He sees tomorrow. And when he pricks your heart about it, it's for a purpose or a reason. Hmm. Here's the good news, though. As quickly as it appeared that Paul took care of the issue there, it can happen that quick here today. How, how, how deep can you see into that world right now? Hmm? What kind of senses are working inside of you? I've told you this, and I meant it. I still mean it. But when my mother, when I was, we lived on Lazy Mountain, and my mother, I, when she would make chicken and dumplings. I'm telling you, I'd walk a mile just to smell them, man. It was just like, it was like butter floating in the air, like. My senses were heightened. Anywhere around food, my senses are heightened, So are yours, though. I wonder if Samson had any sensitivities crying out to him when he lay there, huh? And he finally said, yeah, the secret's right here. What senses are crying out to you today? See, hear, you touch, you taste, you smell, but what about that other one? What about that spiritual sense that God... That God is saying to you today, come on, get out of that rut. Get out of that hole. Shake yourself. Turn around. And as quickly as in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come on, you, you, how can you not feel that? In the name of Jesus. What, what it doesn't say here is that Paul had a wrestling match. He, had, he named the spirit as he cast him out. All this Hollywood stuff that's in the church. It just says, he said, in the name of Jesus. Boom. I wonder who's brave enough today. Look at your own life and say, in the name of Jesus. In The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Philippians two ten said, "At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow." I like this quote. It's not original, but I like this quote. Listen today. Listen right now. This guy says they've got medicine so strong today, you have to be in perfect health to take it. Putum pum. We've got something stronger than any medicine. Stronger than any medicine. Any prescription. In the name of Jesus. Come on, leaders. I'd hope every man up here that comes to the altar can have a have a brother's hand on him saying the name of Jesus. If any ladies come to the altar, I pray if some leadership lady... Lay a hand on your friend and say, in the name of Jesus. 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 Take care of it right now. In the name of the Lord. No more constriction. No more restricting life out of me your will be done